This podcast is brought to you by Primary Intelligence, the leader in win-loss analysis, focused on helping businesses uncover the unique story on how each sales rep can win more deals. Hey everyone, and thanks for joining me on another rousing edition of Sales Intelligence Weekly, brought to you by Primary Intelligence. I'm Ryan Queller. Okay, so if you're on a go-to-market team, you may already be using a specific framework to position your product. And if you aren't, you should be. If you ain't, you ought to be. Storytelling frameworks are powerful for improving positioning and creating an effective go-to-market strategy. But once you have a framework in place, how do you then use it to create alignment throughout your organization? And, and maybe more importantly, alignment with your buyers and your customers. Exploring this topic with me today is Jeff Rezebeck, Director of Product Marketing at Ironscales. Jeff, welcome to the show, man. Hey, thanks, Ryan. Thank you for having me here. Yeah, absolutely. Well, well Jeff, thanks for joining the show. Be- before we get into it, tell us more about you. Tell us about you. Tell us about Ironscales. Yeah, absolutely. So I've uh, been in product marketing um, in the different facets of it uh, for about 10 years. Started off at, as actually as a technical writer, moved into content marketing and uh, officially moved into product marketing. I've always been in the, the tech space going from DevOps to managed hosting, uh, a little stint in uh, uh, EHR and practice management software, and now in at Iron Skills, which is uh, email security. That's awesome. Okay, so has there been any kind of learning curve for you, or has it been just because it's technology, it's all been kind of the same, or have they been different at every stop? Um, yeah, there's there's always a, a learning curve for sure, trying to figure out who those buyers are, what the solution actually does, how it provides value. Um, you know, and I think the the important thing, especially as a product marketer, is you go into every job with the framework um, and the, the storytelling framework, which, which we're going to talk about today, has really helped me kind of speed up that learning process and really get alignment across uh, the entire organization. Okay. So love that, right? So I love the idea of using even storytelling to help us with our own make sense making of our, you know, new positions or new situations in life. Why storytelling? I mean, let's start, let's start there before we get into the, the depth of this. Why, why is storytelling important to you? Storytelling for me is, uh, it's important because you learn, learn better through stories. Um, you are able to connect those dots between what the challenge is, why was the company created in the first place, to how are we delivering value. Um, and it helps keep those um, those main points, help them stick. So we were talking about children a little bit ago yeah. uh, in the pre-call. And my son, he loves three or four books. And over time, you just keep reading them, keep reading them. I can just flip through the book, not even look at the pages, and I know it by heart. And that's what's the so important about having those story frameworks. So your sales team can feel so comfortable going into any call, your BDRs, your, your marketing team when they're out on an event and they know their story by heart. They may not deliver it uh, verbatim, but they can deliver it in their own way where they sound confident and comfortable and convincing to the audience, to those prospects. L- love that. So um, there, there was a quote that I, I read somewhere that's good storytellers plucked from the tree of the mundane work it and serve it back up in tantalizing fashion, really storytelling what you said um, is sense-making and also meaning. I -hmm. think storytelling provides a, maybe a good storytelling framework provides potentially a a means with which the 
that both the teller and the listener of the story can juxtapose themselves into the situation to really, uh, you know, get to someplace meaningful for them. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, no, that's a great point. I think, you know, when you're telling the story to someone, they're kind of anticipating one step further and it helps them, helps guide them through the story as well. So they're not drifting off into space or coming back to an, another point that you said earlier. They're just trying to follow, follow you along. So yeah, absolutely. All right. Let's so welcome welcome to the show. So excited to have you here. Let's get into this. Let's start at the foundation. What is a storytelling framework? Many of our listeners may may not have ever thought about storytelling in terms of framework. So what is it? Yeah. So there's there's a lot of different frameworks you can use. Um, marketing they have their own. There's uh, story brand. I think they have they have one. There's um, copywriting ones. Uh, the ones that I use actually come from sales. So. There's spin from Neil Rackman, which is situation, problem, impact, uh, need payoff. There's the spliced framework from winning by design, which is uh, situation, pain, impact, critical element, decision criteria. And there's the command of the message by force management. And you know, as I was going through the, some of those acronyms, you may have noticed that there's some commonalities. There's the situation, there's the pain, and then the impact. And that's really the challenge in the market. So think about it as you know, what, what's currently happening to our audience that's causing them to look for a solution and what happens if they don't solve that. And yeah. I think that's the, the basis for, for any good story. Uh, the hero's journey, it's kind of the same way, right? When you say hero's journey, help me unpack that. What do you mean? I mean, I, in my, I've got the hero's journey, the story arc of the hero's journey in my head, but unpack right. that for me. So the hero's journey, there's always a, something happens where they have to go save the day or there, there's, um, there's a challenge and they have to figure out how they're going to solve that challenge. And they, they, a lot of times they bring in a mediator or a new tool or um, a new situation will arise that will help them go up that mountain and solve that, that pain. So we see this almost daily in our research at, at primary intelligence. We, we do win loss analysis, right? So mm -hmm. we see, we, we ask buyers what their experience was like with the seller, with the product, with, uh, you know, perception of the company. What do they think about pricing? All of it in juxtaposition to whoever was the, the top competitor. And we see that hero arc almost invariably in, in every story, in every interview that we do the hero story changes or the story arc changes from person to person and their needs and it's unique, but those elements are always there. So in a good storytelling framework, what should your framework tell you? Yeah. So the, the things I mentioned before with the, the situation, pain or problem and an impact, I think always asking, figuring out what the challenge is in the market what happens if those challenges are solved, aren't solved? How is it going to impact a business? How is it going to impact that individual? Is it going to make them more stressed out? Is it going to lead to burnout? Um, what is the type of solution that they're looking for? Not just your own solution, but what is it that they need to solve that problem? And then mapping your solution to that, to solving that problem and the benefit that they're going to realize from doing that. So you you def, you delineated between the results that the business are, is looking for and also mm -hmm. the result for the individual human being that you're selling to. Right. Why is that delineation so important? I I totally agree, 100% agree. Can't emphasize that enough. 
that's that's really important, especially if that person is a decision maker or part of the decision making committee. So why why is it so important to you, or why delineate between the two? Yeah, I, I think you know there's your 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 company should deliver value in two ways: deliver impact to the to the company. Are you going to save them money? And then to the to the person, the emotional impact. Are you going to save them time? Are you going to give them time back? Are you going to make their lives so much easier that they can focus on other things? And I, I think once you solve those two or understand how those two work together, you can better align your messaging to it and be more successful that way and talk to that uh, end user, that prospect in a more compelling way and connect with them. Okay, love this. So we've talked about you know, what a story frame, a storytelling framework is, you know, what, what it should tell you who, who should be using this kind of framework inside of a, you know, inside of the go-to-market team, who should be using it? Oh, I, I think everyone should be using that. I think the entire organization, all the people, should, all the people, all the people, I think they should all be aligned on whatever that storytelling framework is or a sales framework in your organization. Everyone from sales to marketing to product, even CS should should align to it. Um, you know, marketing, it's, it's very easy to connect those dots from writing blog posts to social media posts, uh, email, landing page copy, all that should kind of align to it. Maybe not align perfectly, but pull elements from it because once you have that storytelling framework um, put together, it's very easy to just look at it, pull those pieces, plug and play. And a lot of times the message is already done, just needs a little massaging product. Um, you know, when they're doing their roadmaps, their stories can align to it and it'll help make it a lot easier for enablement once uh, once the time comes around to actually launch that into a production. So we think, I mean, truthfully, we think in story, right? Uh, we use language, language comes in, in sentences, sentence leads to story. You, mm-hmm. you couple it all together and you have a story. And ultimately our job as humans, and everybody does this, is it attaches some sort of meaning uh, to to the story, right? So, I'm curious from your perspective if market marketing, sales, product, and maybe even CX, if everybody's using a story framework, um, is there any danger of misalignment or or us attaching meaning that is maybe out of alignment with each other? And, and if so, like, what what could be the result of misaligned stories? That's a great question. I think if you're if you're all using the same framework the odds of that happening are kind of minimalized. Um, you know, the, the main point is with your messaging document, with your storytelling framework, you want it to be consistent all the way across. And you know, obviously there's gonna be some uh, delineation. Some person's not going to read it verbatim. Other people are gonna be uh, experts in the field and they're gonna have their own, but it's still going to help guide them. It should be used as a guideline, not as a script. Love that. Okay. So the, the framework allows for people to have creativity and have some movement based on job function, but the Mm -hmm. framework does offer a level. If we're all using the same framework, it does offer a level of, of alignment that doesn't have to be super deep, but it's, it's there at least at at a top level. Am I understanding? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think if you, if you want everyone to read it verbatim, you're, you're, messaging your your BDR is just going to sound like robots and yeah. you know anyone can do that you want people to you want to give them the guidelines to where they feel so comfortable and confident that they can go out and say it 
you know, without skipping a beat, and the, the prospect thinks that they're the experts. And that's how you do it. You give them the guidelines, you give them the confidence, you give them you know, as much information that they need to go out there and sound confident and sound comfortable. Yeah. And ain't nobody got time for robots, man. We're, we're look the, with the digital transformation, people have sellers have less and less and less time with buyers and buyers want to give less and less time to sellers. There's a level of authenticity that's got to be reached really mm -hmm. quickly. And the more robotic we sound, the less likely we're going to reach that authenticity. Trust isn't going to be happening. And, you know, we've, we've swung in a mess. Mm -hmm. So I love this idea. Let's talk about, let's take the next step. Um, you know, as a PMM, how are you implementing this framework? Uh, let's start with implementation. How are we implementing this framework? Yeah. So when I come into an organization, I kind of take the framework that I'm already used to and start building a little building the filling in the pieces little by little. Uh, but one of the first things I would like to do is sit down with the head of sales and figure out what exactly is that framework that they're using. Because maybe the framework that I'm using isn't similar to theirs. Um, fortunately, a lot of these frameworks are fairly similar to where they're asking about the pain, what happens if it's not solved. So the framework I'm used to can easily plug into the framework that they're using. Uh, so once I figure out what that framework is, I go listen to every uh, call that I can, talk to as many sales reps, talk to customers in CX, and start building out that messaging framework and uh, putting those pieces into the story framework. Um, and then from those positioning, I create the personas, and the personas follow that framework to the T. Um, and that way, the sellers, BDR, anyone new coming in, they know that framework. They can look at the personas and say, oh, we talked to the uh, leaders of um, sales enablement, and they care about these three things. And these are those pain points, and they don't solve it, then this is what happens. And here's how we provide value. Uh, also, sales decks. If you create your sales deck that also lines with that framework, it makes it that easy for the, the sales uh, person to actually go through it and talk through it. And it helps carry along the prospects during that conversation. You can um, be really creative and plug in some of the discovery questions on each stage of those of that story framework. Um, and then we, we talked about win-loss uh, and case studies. So these should actually feed back into the storytelling framework. You can structure your questions in your win-loss and the case studies to, um, to ask the questions, to get that feedback, and then whatever the customer says or the, the lost prospect, lost deal, you take that information, feed it back into your existing framework, see if anything has changed. If it did, you make those updates. So it's a it's a constant loop. So I love this idea. And, and we're going to come back to the idea of win-loss as a supportive thing ongoing to help tweak, modify, you know, really hear the voice of your customer. Mm -hmm. Before that, I, you 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 touched a you touched a thing that I want to get into, and that is specifically around um the decks, the sales decks. From our research, uh, understanding business needs is maybe the most important behavior that any salesperson needs to really embrace. But one of the ways that we demonstrate that we fully understand somebody's needs is through the presentation and demonstration in those sales decks. Canned sales decks, when they're followed to the T like a robot, like you were talking about, mm -hmm. have the opposite impact or the opposite effect than building authenticity or then it's like, Hey, I, I haven't listened. 
what advice would you give to other PMMs and salespeople and other people that might be listening uh, on, on how to avoid sounding robotic, but still having the framework in play or in place to help guide the conversation to a place that's valuable for the, for their, the person that they're talking with? Yeah, that's a good question. So one thing that I like to do is just in the notes of every slide. So I first thought the sales deck should be incredibly short, but in those notes, just have open-ended questions in there because during the presentation, you want the customer to be talking a lot more than you're supposed to be talking, right? You want to get as much information out of them so you can go back and uh, refine your story a little bit more. What were the challenges that they mentioned? What's most important? Why is that most important to them? Um, and are they actually looking for a solution like yours? Are you wasting your time because they're actually looking for an X and you're providing a Y, right? Yeah. So I, I love this. And so when we're thinking about, we're talking about storytelling frameworks, when people think about storytellers, they think about, you know, maybe an audiobook where they're listening to somebody for 20 hours, tell a story. That's not what we, what we're saying here. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think the, the sales deck is there as a guide and your questions help guide them to tell their own story. And you're just giving them the pieces to, to move the story along and progress it. Do you ever do those Mad Libs as a kid, right? Where, you know, it's choose your own adventure and yeah. on the thing and, oh, I'm going to go this way or this way. That's kind of what you're saying is there's a framework, but really it's it's in the questions and our interplay with them and answering their questions, letting them tell us where they want to take the story, where this becomes real storytelling in business. Am I, am I kind of following? Yeah, I love that. I hadn't thought of that about that before, but that's great. Yeah. Listen, my, I have the brain of a, like a 16 year old or maybe even <laughs> my, my wife might say mm, 16, really. It might be more like 13, uh, maybe younger. Um, but uh, yeah. Okay. So th this is wonderful. So let's, let's, let's go. Um, we've talked about the implementation um, a little bit. Uh, we, we've talked about positioning and personas and case studies and sales decks and all these things. What's the outcome from your perspective here, Jeff? I mean, what's really the purpose of having this? What's the outcome, the impact of this, of a solid storytelling framework? Uh, I think one of the most important things here is the alignment across the organization. I've seen it so, so often, especially uh, with COVID and everyone working remotely. Mm. A lot of departments are in silos and they don't know how other people are working. So once you get those storytelling frameworks and those uh, pieces put together, you know exactly why someone's working on one thing and you're all speaking the same language across the organization. Um, it's also boosting self-confidence uh, and competency is, you know, a BDR's job is something that I never wanted. Um, I think it's incredibly hard. It takes a lot of skill and courage to just cold call someone. So if you give them the storytelling framework and help them feel comfortable with it, I think it's going to boost uh, win rates, boost conversations, um, get the, get the company's name out a little bit more as well. Yeah. So, okay. I want to, I want to unpack a little bit more about alignment. So the impact of the storytelling is alignment before we talked about alignment in terms of the framework, how is actually telling the story from multiple perspectives potentially uh, add to alignment or does it pull away from alignment? So I don't think it pulls away from alignment. I okay. think telling it from multiple perspectives, as long as it's still within the same guidelines, you still have the same similar um, 
challenges there, I think it will help build the authenticity of it. Um, like, like we mentioned before, it's there for a guide, not a script, as long as the, you know, the, the main points are being hit in that uh, similar order, I, I think, I think the different perspectives won't shift too, too much. I love that. And even if they did, is that a bad thing? Right. So for example, um, I might have as a seller, especially if I'm new, right. If I'm a new seller, I might have a very specific idea of the story and how to tell the story, but is it, is it bad or is it good from my perspective? Good. When I hear maybe a product marketer tell the story or marketing or product or somebody else, or an executive use the framework and tell the story, it's going to augment my perspective and augmenting of the, of my, of the perspective, from my opinion, anyway, isn't mm-hmm. a bad thing. I mean, what do you think? No, I, I completely agree with you. I, I think hearing that helps reinforce it. But if you come in with a different story, that's also good too, because as a product marketer, I want to hear it. I want to hear what you think the story should be because you know, my understanding may be influenced by me working here for a year, two years, whatever you coming in as a newcomer, you may see things completely different and it may be more aligned with what the prospects and the, the market actually wants. So maybe that's time and a, a signal for us to go back to the story. How do we change it? How, what are we missing here? I love that. So um, sharing, using a common framework, but using our own unique experiences to tell the, st- the same types of stories, but looking at it from a variety of points of view I think it does nothing but augment the the storyteller's ability to understand and grow and grow the storytelling capabilities. I love this. Right. How does I, this... I think it's so good to, to be able to do that because when you're on a sales call, those aren't scripted. You no. be able to think on your feet and adapt to those. And that I think having those conversations helps with that. So a framework where we're landing here. Oh, I, I like where we're getting to this point where a framework can really be a, a tool to empower a storyteller, a seller, um, to, to think on their feet, mm-hmm. which without a framework, it becomes a little bit more difficult and really you're left to the genius of the individual and not taking away from the genius of the individual, but holy cow, our job as PMMs, as, as, as leaders is to empower, is to enable people to be better at their job. So it's a great way of doing that. And am, mm-hmm. am I hearing you right? Yeah, Absolutely. Okay. So, um, how does, how does this impact, you know, the better, the storyteller, the better, the win rate, is that, is that a, is that a fair conclusion? Is, is that, it may not be absolute, but is that at least directionally a fair, a fair idea, fair statement? Um, I think it can help influence it. And I think it's, a. Uh, it can help influence the win rate by the confidence, by the, um, by the ability for the, the BDR as a salesperson to connect with the prospect and bring them along that journey and be a part of that journey uh, of finding a solution and being the hero in their own story, uh, getting value back to themselves and to the company. Um, I think that's how it can influence the, the win rate. Um, and if, you're, if your story is dead on, and you convert your the story into homepage messaging into blog posts, then you're getting those leads. You're telling the story to the market that they want to hear, and you're connecting it all the way through from 
uh, top of the funnel all the way through the bottom of the funnel. So they just keep hearing it, keep iterating on it. Love this. Okay. So let, let's, let's land our conversation for here. A lot of the, our listeners might be new, uh, new to, or not a lot of them might be, but some of them are, right? Some of them are new to storytelling, to sales, to marketing, to PMM. We have a lot of new PMMs listening to our, to our podcast. If you had one piece of advice to leave our listeners, right, uh, with where they should start, you know, how they should do, what, what would it be? What would you tell these folks? Yeah. So I would say sit down with the, the sales leader and understand what the uh, framework that they're using is. Um, and then really fully understand it. Ask as many questions as possible. Um, the, the, the one that I've used, you know, sometimes I still don't get it right. And I had to go back and ask, like, is this where this should go? And then, you know, just start mapping the content that you have to those frameworks and build out uh, what what is the actual problem? What happens if it's not solved? What's the what's what's what are the solutions that your prospects are actually looking for? And how do you divide or how do you provide those solutions? And what's the outcome of actually providing those solutions? What I heard you say, Jeff, is first seek to understand. Right, understand first. Absolutely. Then, okay. So. That, that's that's such a great piece of advice. And frankly, one that probably crosses almost every chasm of human interaction. I think we far too often we jump into solutioning on things that we don't understand yet or talking about things that we don't understand yet. And that's that's problematic. So I love, love, love starting with understanding, man. Thank mm-hmm. you for that advice. Yeah, no problem. Jeff, thanks for being on the show, man. Appreciate you being here. Thank you so much, Ryan. It's been great. For more from our friends at Iron Scales and from us here at Primary Intelligence, visit us at www.primary-intel.com forward slash podcast. And remember, no deal is out of reach. We'll see you next time.